0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. On Good Authority has had over a million downloads, regularly appears on the top 100 career podcast list, and has been named one of the best publishing podcasts by LA Weekly and Kindlepreneur. Please welcome OG Authority host, New York Times best-selling author Anna David. There are people who launch books end up just having a nice thing to put on their shelves. Then there are people who launch books that transform their careers and their lives. As a former member of the first group, I strongly urge you to be part of the second. In this show, I talk to entrepreneurs and authors about how to intentionally launch the book that will serve as the best business card and marketing tool you've ever had. Get ready for takeoff. Hello and welcome to the podcast. That likes to see authors thrive and not be constantly checking the back end of Amazon for their book sales. So, hi there. I talk to best selling authors, entrepreneurs, sometimes myself. And that is what I'm doing today, by the way. If you like this podcast, I bet you'd like my book on good authority. I think you'd also like my book to business class if you're sitting here going, well, I just I don't know how I would build a business. I actually have a free master class um, where I'm teaching you my secrets with a lot of sort of latest AI tools, not for writing, for business building. You can get all the things, including links to the show notes and that, at ongoodauthoritypod.com. Now, this is an episode where I'm going to summarize what worked and what didn't work for the On Good Authority launch, which as I record this, it was about six weeks ago. So I always talk about how launches, it's the long game. It is not what happens within the first month. It is what happens over the lifetime of the book. So in many ways, this is premature because how could I possibly say what, what works and what didn't work? And yet I can. I can talk about uh, short-term gains, uh, quick quick wins, and um, all of that. Because I try to write and launch a book every year So because I think it's fun, but also because I want to learn what the latest and greatest tools are Uh, what's working right at that moment so that I can then do that for clients. So I often talk about the Launch Squad and um, it's the best tool that I can recommend for launching a successful book. If you don't know what that is, I will link in the show notes to, to episodes where I break down exactly what that is. Basically, It is coordinating a group of people ahead of time to read your book, to do the review, and to uh, copy and paste it onto Amazon a couple of days before your official release. So on your first book, you can get a lot of people who are real gung-ho. It gets harder, I would say, with every book. So this was my eighth. I'll be honest, I sent out a newsletter saying, hey, I need your support, and I didn't get a terrific response. I got a very lukewarm response, honestly. And um, then I got an email from a writer I know. And it, the subject line was, my book is in trouble. And I immediately opened it up. And what she was saying was she needed more support. And I thought, my book is in trouble. Well, it's true. It's in trouble if I can only gather this many people for my launch squad. So I sent out a newsletter. Lift from the people who are doing the stuff you like. Send it out. It's called, my book is in trouble. I said I didn't get a great response to my first email, and I got a much better response to that one. Something else I tried, which I had never tried before, is I have a newsletter list of uh, hopefully you listening. You're on it. If you're not, oh my god, get on it! But what we went, what we did is we went to the people that my the back end. I use Kajabi for all things. But who opens the newsletter a lot, but didn't volunteer to be on the Launch Squad because maybe they just didn't, it's a newsletter, whatever. So we sent personal requests, hey, would you join this? It would mean a lot. Um, I would call that very effective. I don't know exact numbers, but that got people more motivated, an individual email. also. I've learned on every book to give very explicit instructions on how to review a book. You may think as an author who supported other authors, oh, everybody knows how to review something on Amazon. That's actually not true. And in our world where we're all so busy, not really knowing what to, how to do it may prevent someone from doing it. So I actually have a Loom video where I say, this is exactly how you review a book. And then how we, um, in our Launch Squad copy, ask questions. If you don't know what to write, answer these questions. Um, You know, what did you like the most about this book? Would you recommend this book? And if so, what would you say? And we tell people, uh, you don't actually have to have finished the book. Obviously, it's ideal if people have but if they haven't, and that's going to prevent them from writing a review, which they would otherwise write, um, yeah, d- tell them that. Um, something I did not do, but someone I know did, is when the people who volunteered to be on the launch squad didn't come through and didn't sort of respond to any nudging, he went to chat GPT and he said, uh, write write some sample reviews for this book and then he sent uh, he sent emails or he had someone on his team send emails saying these are three sample reviews if you're gonna use one all you gotta do is go copy and paste it onto Amazon and um and tell me if you use it. I don't know. Um that was something And by the way, we now have um, a service that we do for our clients where we actually do get them reviews. We have a group of people that we pay to write reviews. Uh, We pay to read the books and we are not paying them to give good reviews. Um, I will tell you the truth. The worst reviews I got on Good Authority were actually from... The, those people, which is fine. Um, I want a variety. I want honesty. Um, it's not an inexpensive service because it costs us a significant amount. Um, but it, you know, if that is something that you're interested, absolutely. You can email Katie at, you know, the, the best way is to just fill out a form on our site, which you can easily find if you go to on Okay. Um, so in terms of spreading the word about your book, the people on your launch squad are probably going to be the most enthusiastic about spreading the word. So if you keep it clear in your launch squad copy, hey, I would love for you to do these reviews, uh, do a review. if, uh, Please don't tell anybody about the book until it's out because we like to do stealth release just works so much better. Um, But when it's out, here's some social media posts that you could do. Here are some things you could write. Uh, Make it an easy copy paste. What I did for this book, and it's actually, as I'm saying this, I'm reminding myself that I can still post these. Because each one, um, because my book included quotes from people, I took, uh, we made quote cards out of each quote. Um, in the book. And we said you could share these. Uh, we went to my favorite website, mockup shots or authorlab.pro, um, where you can get mockups of your book in hundreds of different, uh, uh, you know, sample samples of looking at your book in the wild. I'm not explaining it well, but it's all explained in on good authority. Um, so yeah, give them stuff. Uh, okay putting a lead magnet in the book. So what we do for the books that we publish is we put a QR code at the beginning of the book and oftentimes at the end as well. And it is a place where people can sign up to be on that author's newsletter list or whatever it is. It's one of the great advantages of doing publishing yourself or with a company like ours as opposed to traditional publishing because traditional publishers want people on their newsletter list, not your newsletter list. So I created um, some really valuable uh, materials that I put in the book. I actually did not use a QR code. Instead, I just bought the domain on goodgifts.com and that redirected to a page on my site where people could access really cool things. So I spent a lot, a lot of time working on a calendar to help them with their authority building and uh, copy for an email they could send out um, and some other things. And uh, by the way, the email that I provided them with to send out was something that a marketer that I know suggested and I have no idea how to how to log how well it worked, but I thought it was a really good idea. He said, if you tell people, hey, um, I'm do-', to, to tell their friends, I'm doing this thing would you like to join me in doing this thing every reader you're you're getting the potential for another sort of fan or supporter so we created an email that said hi i just read this book on good authority and it's really motivating me to build my authority and i'm going to try to do something every day either write or do something authority building uh, would you like to join me in it? So then uh, we have the potential to get that person going, well, what's on good authority? And to read the book. Now, um, I will tell you as of this moment, 138 people signed up for that lead magnet. I didn't really have an expectation, so I can't tell you how good or bad I think that is. But look, it's 138 people. I added to my newsletter list. My God, let's say, of that becomes a client. Wow, that's super valuable. But, and this is really a testament to the long game. A lot of the people who reached out to me about the book, gave me amazing feedback about the book, mentioned a previous book, Make Your Mess Your Memoir. And, you know, it's like if I had only focused on Make Your Mess Your Memoir when I was doing the launch, Um, I wouldn't think that years later, somebody, people, multiple people would email me about seeing that. So it really is about the long game. Um, Okay, another thing. Um, This was recommended by Chandler Bolt, uh, who has the company Self Publishing School. I read it in his book. He said, if anyone ever emails you and says, even as an offhand remark, hey, I really liked your book for blah 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 reason. Write them back, literally copy their email and say, Would you do me a favor? Would you go to Amazon right now and copy and paste in your it's it's kind of exactly what I was saying about giving people explicit instructions so that they don't even have to think. Um my issue with this advice is most people who emailed me were already on the launch one, but there were people who were not, who emailed me and said, I really liked this book for X, Y reason. And I did that. And I said, here's the review. Could you just go paste it? And um, they did, but, I, but it wasn't a significant number uh, of people. However, as time passes, I'm sure more people who are not on the launch squad are going to read the book and going to email me, and that is something I will keep using. Um, I mentioned how I bought the domain on goodgifts.com and had that redirect to uh, a place where people could download lead magnets that would help support what they were reading in the book. I did a lot of, I, I'm a big fan of buying a domain and then having it redirect. I also have like a weird relationship with money. Like like it it costs about $12 a year to, to pay for that redirect. And to me, I'm like, hey, it's $12. Not really thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, $12 over. Like that book is kind of a long time, but but it feels like it's only $12. And so I, and, and some of them you can absolutely let go. I bought on good amazon.com so that I could go on, Uh, website. I mean, I could go on podcasts, I could go into social media and just give people a really easy, simple uh, website that would redirect them there. Um, So that one I can let go. I don't need on good Amazon uh, after next, you know, I only need that one for a year on GoodGifts.com, If somebody reads my book in five years, and I've mentioned that domain in the book multiple times, I got to keep it going. I have absolutely both had the experience as a reader and as a writer where um, a link expired. People wrote me and said, Hey, this link is dead. I have absolutely read books uh, with lead magnets where I go and the link is dead, and you don't want that. Um, I created a book sales page. Uh, I always recommend this, and we do this for our clients when we build them sites. Most authors will have a book page that has their book cover and uh their book summary and some blurbs and things like that and that's fine it's better than doing nothing but what about if you approach the book from the reader's perspective and you do more of a sales page where your goal is not just to promote your book but to show the person who stumbles across this page why they should want to read it. Sometimes, you know, oh, it's this many pages and answers these questions. Um so so just looking at it from that perspective. Um something that had never occurred to me. Um I this isn't quite a tip about what worked and what didn't work, but what's really interesting, when a book, when your book comes out, you're going to be getting a lot or at least a little more attention than you normally get. You're gonna have more people talking about you. You're gonna have more awareness about you uh, to people who don't know you. And so you're gonna be getting a lot more site visitors. You're gonna be getting a lot more people checking you out. And the way I looked at it this time was, why try to promote my book to those people because they already heard about my book? That's why they're checking me out. Why don't I use that attention to promote something else? I happen to have a masterclass that was coming up a few weeks after the book launch, so I promoted that. That was where I, that was the main link I put in my social media. Um, and uh, you know, one thing that I, you know recommend for anybody doing a launch is change your covers on Facebook, on Twitter, um, everywhere to promote usually the book, but I did it to promote the masterclass. I mean, go to Canva and create images that promote it. Mm. Sorry. Another way to promote it, um, Every time you send an email is an opportunity to promote it. So create an email signature that says, get my book here. You can put um, an image of the cover of the book if you want. Um, Okay, back to what worked and didn't work. Um, I tried a method I had never tried before, which was really trying to commandeer. I don't think that's the word I mean. Um, really motivate a, a group of quote unquote, influencers that I knew. I made a list of who do I know who's got a pretty uh, an interactive, good audience, and let's reach out to them a couple months before the book releases and ask for their support. Now, the way I was directed to do this was to write a really impassioned email saying, You know, this is the book I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm asking for your support and really get um, emphasize the cause behind the book and not just help me promote my book. I would say that was ineffective. And I think it could be the age. I'm a Gen Xer. And most people didn't respond to that email because it was very long and impassioned. And I do believe you younger folks are way more into causes. And so that may be more effective. I would say um, people who I followed up with people and they said, oh, I thought that was your newsletter. Like they didn't even feel like it sounded like me or, you know, and so then I sent some emails real short. Hey, could you help me support my book? And I got a ton of like, yeah, 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 of course. we got really specific about how do you want to help? Do you want to have me on a podcast? Do you want to promote it on social media? Do you want to do this? I would say, God, you know, people said they would do stuff. They didn't do stuff. It was a real waste of resources and energy. And frankly, the people on the launch squad <coughs> were way more helpful in terms of spreading the word. I did another thing which i had never done before which is i sent these digital notebooks i I don't know they're kind of hard to describe if you don't know what that is but they're really cool so it's a hardcover notebook um, that had the image of my book it was like you were opening my book it was the front and back of my book and inside was a personalized video I was able to make personalized videos for all the people that I ordered them for. I ordered 30 of these notebooks from China. It wasn't a super easy communication Um, and it was $700, I believe. So it was an investment, but it was an experiment because I thought if this works, I wanna do this for my clients. Um, I thought they were just about the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, I, you know, I made a personalized video for each of these people, and and I really was selective about who am I sending this to. Um, mostly, I would say I sent it to uh, people that had talked to me about hiring my company and hadn't yet done it, um, because my book uh, so breaks down what we do. I also sent it to some of these quote influencers. I sent it to. People I thought would think it was really cool. I got a lot of feedback that was really cool. I don't know. I mean, I would say at this point, none of the potential clients that I sent it to have signed on. However, um, you know, communication with a lot of them, um, you know, some things it's hard to just tell how useful it is. It's not something that you can sort of tabulate. I will say this guy uh, who has a massive following and I absolutely love what he does. I'm not going to say his name because um, this is still in progress. He wrote back and said, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm blown away. Do you have any statistics on it? So that I could share this with my audience. Now he's got hundreds of thousands of people on his newsletter list, and I wrote back and I said I don't have statistics, but I'd just be thrilled if you'd share it. And I haven't heard back, so who knows? That may happen. But you know, some someone who I really respect, uh, I consider him one of the greatest mar- marketing experts out there today, was blown away by it. So that I thought was very um, cool not a tangible result yet. Um, I will say, uh, a, uh, Dr. Drew, who is someone I am friends with and had t- talked to him about being on his podcast, but we hadn't booked it. I sent it to him and he wrote me, this is the coolest thing ever. Let's book you for the podcast. So, yeah, um, not super tangible, but sort of, um, okay. Media attention. Um, we did, I did something a few months ahead of, the release, which is, I looked at the podcast I wanted to go on. And the way I did it is I looked at, maybe I shouldn't tell you this, the podcast that my major competitor had been on. And I was like, those would be good ones to go on. That's why why that person went on them. And I listened to the podcast and I wrote reviews of the, I wrote a review of the podcast and I sent a very authentic letter with my can't lose podcast pitch uh, that, that some of you have, um, pitching myself to this podcast. And I really uh, looked at it from the point of view of how can I serve this audience, not how can this podcast promote me? Now, I was trying for pretty hard to get on podcasts. Sent 10. Um, one response I got, a big podcast said, okay, we're adding you to our wait list one said absolutely this is an amazing pitch and I went on that podcast and even had that podcast host on my podcast um I, I got a couple this is amazing let's book yet and it hasn't happened and then some people ignored so um I don't know I call that a success um okay in terms of and, and it's not over I have relationships with these people and even though I'm not actively promoting the book right now, that is something, um, that can happen, um, down the line, um, trying to get mainstream media attention. Now with Make Your Mess Your Memoir, I was able to get on Good Morning America, and that was absolutely amazing, and we built a pitch around, um, why writing could help people, uh, deal with the uncomfortable feelings that, uh, the pandemic, and whatever, depression, and all that stuff. That was awesome. So I thought I could work with the same publicist friend on doing this for this book. I put a lot of work into it. I um, I thought, you know, my book isn't news to anybody, but what's, what's everyone talking about? Well, they're talking about ChatGPT. But for me to go around and just say, hey, I think ChatGPT Chat GPT is not going to destroy the publishing industry. I actually think AI can be used successfully. That's not very interesting either. So came up with this publicist about how can GPT really help authors, uh, really help people. And came up with this idea that if you plug into ChatGPT your version of your struggles um, it, and ask it to put it back to you through the lens of the hero's journey, that that could make you feel a lot better about your circumstances. And I tried it with my membership group, I tried it with people and they loved it. It transforms their perspective. And by the way, you can go do that if you want to. Um, And then I wrote a story about it for Psychology Today. And I don't know if the publicist just kind of flaked out, but he just, he was talking about, he claims he pitched me to all these shows and didn't get anywhere. The truth is, I could have stayed on top of him. That is how I got on Good Morning America, is I stayed on top of him. But I really looked at it as what is this going to do for me? I always talk about how big TV shows don't actually sell books. The reason that my going on Good Morning America was so useful to me is that I can show my clients tangible proof when they say, "Well, I mean, I want to sell a book to a traditional publisher because, um, you know, I want to get on big shows." And I can say, "Well, I couldn't get on Good Morning America when I so you know did my books through Harper and." So I'm in Schuster and I can when I publish my books myself. So um, I looked at it and I said, is this worth the effort? Do I want to put my energy towards it? And I said, no. Um, So what else did I do? Um, I used PickFu, which I am obsessed with. It is why it is an ad for this podcast. PickFu is a service where you can run polls on real people who are going to give you real feedback about so many things. We use it for all our titles, all our book descriptions, everything like that. I didn't know until a week before the launch that you could do a a, a survey on your Amazon page. So I went to PickFu. I uh, plugged in who, who my readers were and asked for 50 bits of feedback on... That page and oh my god, what I got was so useful. Um, Places where people were confused, places where people didn't under didn't like what they read. Um, I ended up doing um, a revise of that Amazon page uh, right before the launch, and I'm so glad I have a a link where you can get a, a, a steep discount on PickFu. So make sure you go to. On GoodAuthorityPod.com and get the. Oh, you can just go to PickFu.com/Anna. Oh my god, um, I highly recommend it. I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't take advertisers on this podcast. So the only reason that I'm working with PickFu is that I love it so much. Um, what else did I do? Speaking of the Amazon page, there are all sorts of things you can do to that page that you don't know about because they're not on KDP. You have to go to Amazon Author Central and you can fill in things like from the author, from the back flap, it gives you 8,000 characters in some of these places. Now, why do you wanna do that? You wanna do that because those things will appear on your Amazon book page. And it is not only an opportunity to tell the potential reader more about your book, it is also keyword central. So, I really don't see anybody taking advantage of that, and it is so useful. So I did that. Um, I don't know if you also know this. Um, there on your Amazon page, there is a little circle next to the title, where if you click on the drop down, uh, you get the option to embed. And if you copy that code, you can paste it on your website. And it will provide uh, visitors with a preview of your book, the first few pages, and then it prompts um, them to buy it. It's really cool. Uh, Amazon used to make that very uh, accessible and obvious uh, so that lots of us knew how to do it. It took total detective work for me to figure out how to do that. Um, Okay, finally, video. people spend all sorts of money and all sorts of time, um, creating videos, uh, trailers. Um, when I did my second book with Harper Collins, they gave me this big budget and we held auditions and nobody cared about this video. And then I'm a big Peloton person and Cody Rigsby is the, my go-to teacher. So I follow him on Instagram. He did a video promoting his book that was so effective 30-second video, whatever it was, that I said, um, I'm going to copy this. And I did a very similar video, which I don't think, frankly, was as funny and entertaining and convincing as Cody Rigsby's, but it was the best video I've ever made to promote a book. And again, show notes, I'll link to both my video and Cody's. Uh, What else do I want to tell you? Um. Oh, bulk orders. I um. <clears throat> I create uh, a way for people to order bulk copies of the book and get bonuses. Honestly, it's never been super successful because I, I I never I always forget to tell people about it. Frankly, and I know people who are very successful with it. You know, they go to an institution or an organization and they say, "Hey, if you order a hundred copies of my book, I'll throw in a free class. I'll do whatever." Um. I. Went the opposite way. And I said, Well, what are some masterminds that I could send my, I'll, I'll foot the bill. I'll send copies of my book to them um, and they'll distribute them to people who I know are my ideal clients. I asked three people I know who run masterminds. They all said, Absolutely. Yeah, they'll take free stuff. But, um, and it did not cost me much. Uh, you know, I used copies. I used my author account at the back end of Amazon. I sent 30 copies. I think it cost me $115. If any of those people, one person hires me, I've 100 times my investment in that. And frankly, as I always talk about, I don't care about book sales. I would so much rather have the right people read my book. So, trying to think if I have any other. Ideas to share with you, that's the bulk of it. Um, I hope you found this useful. Uh, Lots of links in this episode, so definitely go grab the show notes and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And now a request from me. If you've ever used any of the tips or techniques you've heard about from the show, please take a few seconds to give the show a rating or review and find out all about how my company, Legacy Launchpad, writes and launches books at www.legacylaunchpadpub.com. See you next week.